So we should be live already on the beautiful YouTube with the gorgeous Sage Oneness. Let me just wait for it to populate and then I'm going to mute this. There we go. Beautiful. Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So wonderful to be with you all again. Look who I've got back on the show, the delicious and divine Sage Oneness. Welcome to the show, Sage. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We've got a bit of a crew with Sage today because we're here to talk about the new documentary that's coming out in April called Humans, Are You Ready? So exciting. But let me just read a little bit for you about Sage for people that haven't met her before. Sage has been on the show a couple, you've been a couple of times. You've been on the show and then in the Inner Sanctum to meet the tribe. Yesterday you were on with, <coughs> excuse me, Sheila Seppi and the Wish Alliance. You're getting out there, girl. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah yeah oh actually hang on i wanted to play my um i wanted to play my introduction let me just play my introduction Uh uh, then we'll get and then we'll get going you got to accentuate the positive wow i feel good a bit of feel good goes a long way you're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Perfect. <laughs> I did it. Woo, I made it work. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, let me read you a little bit about Sage oneness formerly known as zoe pennant who is in the uk 10 p.m she's speaking to us today at night in 2017 three-dimensional beings appeared in sage's living room with a message for humanity her friend annette williamson who's also with us today who will be coming on a bit later also encountered them and this experience took them on a journey of a lifetime sharing deep and meaningful knowledge about the meaning of this world and beyond a relationship that would change them forever sage has been on a spiritual journey most of her life in her early 20s she became aware of her existence wanting to understand who she is and why she is here. Today, she has come to know this journey we call life is for spiritual growth, a journey we choose to experience, which holds many gifts and evolutionary pearls. And in April this year, 2022, the documentary is coming out featuring many uh, spiritual teachers and experiences And we're here to chat about that today with uh, the crew waiting in the background to to share their experiences. So, Sage, tell us about the documentary. What's going on? Why did you make it? What's it about, Alfie? First of all, I'd just like to say thank you for getting us on here to even share the documentary. And you're in it as well. And it's just an opportunity to share the being's message in different forms. So when the beings came and said, we want you to do a documentary, when I say I did not know nobody that done filmmaking, I wasn't in that field. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't know how to write scripts. 
I never was a director with any, any form of acting, nothing whatsoever. I wasn't in that field. So when they asked me, would you be able to do a documentary? It wasn't asked, it wasn't a told or I must do it. It was just an asked. And I was already working with them. So last year I decided 2021 to work with them and give up my business. I closed down my business at the time and started to work with them in all different forms. So when they said to do the documentary, it wasn't a surprise, but it was like, how is this going to happen? I, I couldn't foresee it. And they said, don't, you don't need to worry. We'll be doing everything. Um, you just have to really be the person in the physical form to make it happen. Everything else will just fall into place. And that is what happened. They brought the right people at the right time. Um, the documentary took about eight months to make. And within those eight months, everything just connected and flowed and the right people came into the documentary and everything just flowed. And the beans 100% wrote the documentary. So it's not mine. I'm, I directed it, you know, but I didn't write it. So I'd get downloads at all times for every step. And that was really unique and different for me because for one, I was going into the unknown because that's not my field. And for two, to even say to the filmmakers, they might suggest something. And I would say, no, the beans are saying this, you know, and even they had to remember, okay, we're doing something different here. We're being guided by, you know, these entities that we're not seeing. And a lot of the time, what can happen is your ego or your thoughts can get not in the way, but they can lead sometimes because we're used to as humans being led by our thoughts and our mind. So that happened quite often where I had to say, no, no, the beings are saying this or the beings are saying, no, we have to do it this way because of A, B and C, you know, and even with me, sometimes I, I would you know, I might ask something and the beans might go quiet. And that means I would just stay and see if it meant, if it's meant to be or not. And then I'll get the green light. And sometimes they would say, not right now. Seek and you shall find. And I had to go and research some more and then something else will come. So it was a real journey. Eight months to me seems like, I don't even know, probably some years because I was learning at the same time. You know, teachings were coming at the same time. So, and I was still doing my teachings with them at the same time. So um, it was absolutely amazing. And the, vid, the, the whole documentary really is like a diary. Wow. And it's like a diary of the everyday life of the beings, what they're here, how they embracing our human and earthly realm to um share these messages all in different ways and for humans to be able to connect if they choose to so everything's a choice everything's free will with them it's not a must it's not a have to it's not about getting thousands of people to see it or you know to become famous or to bring money in it's energy shifting so it's all about energy and because they're 
and energy feel like we are, but in a different form, they're able to shift it differently. So there's going to be times where we can't really see what they're doing until it gets there. Then we can say, oh, that's what was meant. That's what was happening. Oh, that's why that happened like this. And that's how it's been. And then here we are now. And here we are about to release it. Yeah, how exciting. So when they came in 2017, did they um, feel different from the guidance that you were kind of used to? Like you're, because we're all being guided by spirit or by non-physical beings, if you like, or energies or information or knowledge. The cats come to say hello. Um, did, did it feel different when they appeared in the living room? Uh, like, did they feel like they were from somewhere else? And what relationship do they have with you? And Annette also has a relationship with them. I'll bring on Annette in a minute. Um, yeah, a few questions. For, for me, they felt different when I first connected with them for the fact that I could see them. I've never experienced that. So I've connected with my spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, through dreams, through astral traveling, through thoughts. You know, I'll get thoughts in my head and I'll be like, I just need to do this. And then when I do it, I can understand why I needed to do it. My intuition is an energy and, and stuff. But this was different because I could see them and I do see them. And it's something where we know being in young, people can say, this is nonsense. This is silly. This is how can you see something that looks like that? And yes, I do get that when I do share it. However, when I got to get to know them and build a relationship, the best thing I ever done was step back and really took on the teachings because by taking on the teachings, just me and them, nobody else, not going out there, I wasn't talking about them. I just step, stop, um, took a step back and really connected to the teachings. And that's when... I realized they've always been around. That's when I realized that is my home. You know, that's when I realized, okay, this makes sense. I've come out of my home to experience something. And then we had a contract that they were gonna come at a specific time and continue the contract and the story that we created. And um, so now it just seems like oneness and and that's just how it feels. And it feels like home. It feels like home. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I remember first seeing your story. I can't remember where I saw it, but I had Annette. I'm going to bring you on Annette, where we are. And there we go. Hello, there's Annette, Annette Williamson. <laughs> Welcome to the show, honey one. I had Annette on the show initially, and she was so enthusiastic about the messages coming from the beings. Like she was on fire and... <laughs> Do you want to share your experience, Annette? Yeah, well, I'm, I've calmed down since then. Well, I've, <laughs> I love I'm, the passion. My honey, energy has it. changed. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was, when I first came on, I was, I guess the what I was experiencing, I could never put in words. It just made me feel so excited. And uh, so, yeah, when you, when you did interview me first, I know I was... Talking really fast, and I had all the messages and and everything. <laughs> now, um, I've had a little bit of time out because when the beings first came after the initial three months, both uh, Sage and I went. Well, Sage went. She went off and done her teachings with the beings. I 
I don't know what energy I was in. My energy was just, I couldn't contain it. I was, I felt like I was, you know, walking on space, you know, it was just an amazing feeling. Now I feel like I'm, I'm doing, it's all very well me talking the talk. Now I'm walking the walk. So I've gone a bit more quiet so that it's not that it's changed. I still get, I still get the downloads. I still, it's just that I don't talk about it all the time now. And now I'm actually, you know, getting on with it and seeing how it, how it transitions out for myself, because we all have different interactions with the being. So it's been amazing. you You were so enthusiastic. And when I was hearing some of the messages, you know, to the linear mind, they see, they seemed pretty convoluted at the time because it was like, there's no time, there's no this, there's no that. You're kind of throwing out all our kind of linear reality, throwing it out. And I was thinking, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but you were so enthusiastic. It must have been um, because I think um, you met because Zoe, um, Sage, because Annette was your ha- hairdresser. Is that right? Yeah. yeah not yeah. through this yeah. yeah yeah and so you were kind of pals and then so sage had had the experience with the beings and then annette came over one day right and you must have been in communication with the but how did it how did it unfold with the two of you uh, well it happened after sage put up her, the picture of the title of the documentary she put up her picture of a being and it said humans are you ready and um i saw it and and it just I mean, now, after speaking to the beings and they've explained how the contracts work and individually to both Sage and I differently about our contracts, um, they said, you know, we, well, it, it wasn't a surprise. It was planned. You, you both planned it and, and this is how it was going to be. And for that first three months, it was really, really intense and new and exciting and, and everything in it, everything and everything in it. And the messages were turning my reality upside down. And it was just, you know, so when I was blurting out, I remember saying to you, there's no time. Like, oh, I can't believe it, there's no time. <laughs> but, you know, that is exactly how I felt. I was like a child being taught all this new information and it just felt so amazing that I needed to, I just wanted to share it to anybody and everybody. But, you know, I have calmed down slightly now. I don't run up to people on the street anymore and start talking about the beings. <laughs> Well, look, it was it was absolutely perfect because, you know, at the time I remember reaching out to Sage and you were a bit reticent to sort of share because you were really in that introspective space. You were sort of quiet and just allowing. I think that that's what Annette went through. Like you went through the initial enthusiasm and then you went inward like, okay, so now that I've got this information, how do I apply this to my life? Which is, you know, I hope that everybody that watches everything that we present on the shows or any other show, any other podcast show, how do we apply what we're learning to our life? How do we integrate it? And that might take a time of introspection and quietness and, you know, really getting to know who you are in regards to the messages coming through, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, it's, I feel like it's a constant lane. You, you go through something and and then reflection or sometimes I'm learning because I don't see the beings in front of me like Sage does so I'm going on what they taught me during the period of time when it was very intense so they 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 taught me how basically how 
how they can connect and how that thought can transfer into an action. And, and they taught me these things. So, um, yeah, I, I'm now in, the, in that quiet time. So I'm now putting that into action with my everyday everyday life. And it's, it's still a case of I might sort of explode and then, and then think, oh, hang on a minute. But, the, you know, this is an, this is an, this is an experience. I, I don't have to react like this. I, you know, there's another way I can react like this. And that time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So, yeah, it's, it is a journey. It's interesting because you're in that quiet introspection time and now Sage is out there making documentaries. <laughs> Woohoo! She's, she's in action, which is so cool to see you in action. Uh, and um, I loved hearing how the documentary just unfolded when you just allowed the beings to, you know, to manage it rather than being in our controlling mind like, what do I want? What do I want? What, what do they want? Yeah, it just becomes that flow when you're in that flow energy, right, Sage? Yeah, and, and it allows, I can speak for myself, it allowed me to really understand what inner self really means because I believe this, we are the oneness. I believe that this entities of the beings that I see outside of me is within me. So hearing guidance from these energies step by step, I would never have thought of doing a documentary through the, through the beings. It's not something that I even came into my thought process. It wasn't something that was on my mind. So it really was like a shock of, okay, but I had faith because I've, I've connected with them for quite a while now so when they say something it happens and when they say something is going to unfold or energy is going to change or shift it does so the process of that having faith was 100% there and that's where the excitement side came because I was like it's a knowing so let's see how it's going to unfold I didn't know when I didn't know how long it was going to be. I didn't know nothing about time. It was just the patient side of allowing something to unfold. And I've learned that through them more and more. And the more that I've learned that, the more that I've grown to understand that patience is key, consistency is key, and repetition is key. And not for everyone, but especially for my journey and allow that patience to unfold and find itself. So um, it's really it's really been a beautiful journey. And it's something that one of the things, I've done many things in my life that's been fantastic, um, but it's one of the things that I can say, well, wow, you know, when it comes out and it's, and it's different and it's going to have the yin and yang. It's going to have people that ain't going to agree. They're going to think this is rubbish, silly, whatever. Then you're going to have some that does connect. And that's what I've chosen. <laughs> I've chosen the yin and yang energy. And it's going to be great to see how that unfolds as well. Yeah, patience and repetition. The two things that I just picked up from what you say. Repetition is key. That's something I've been thinking about. Angela's nodding. I was just going to bring everybody on. But Steve just jumped off for a minute. Hopefully he'll come back on. Um, let me just introduce the rest of the tribe that are with us today. Angela Anderson. Hello, Angela. Okay. 
Beautiful. Hey, Karen. You, <laughs> and Amit. Hello, Amit. Amit is also in the UK. You need to unmute yourself, Amit. And Steve was on with us, but he's just jumped off. I think that his mobile, maybe his battery, his battery went. Um... So how many people in the documentary, Sage? A couple of them on with us today? Yeah, so we've got a couple of um, them on with us. There's all in all, there's about probably 12 um, and more that's in like the evening of the beings that you know didn't get to speak but they might show so 12 um, people that's actually spoken about their experience with the beings and overall with entities and their experience as well <clears throat> I'm muted. We're having a bit of uh, audio feedback from your phone, I think. Have you got some earphones you can plug into your phone? Is that me? No, I think it's a meat. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's me. It might be the way you're holding the phone. Anyway, it's just picking up some phenomena. I'm just going to, I'm going to mute you for a sec. Are you right? Okay. And do you want to pop some earphones in? Sorry, sick. Um, all right. Well, let's let's go to Angela. <laughs> let's have your experience, Angela. I'm going to spotlight you. Um, okay. So it was um, around the time when I first started to um, open up, and um, Sage reached out to me, and I didn't know Sage aside from seeing her in the inner sanctum. I didn't, I didn't know Sage. She reached out and said that um, her guides, the beings, um, said that she should contact me to um, do this, um, what was it, an activation, right? And um, to that point, strange things kind of had started to happen. And so this was one of those other things that kind of started to happen. And I just went along with it. I didn't say no. I said, yeah. And so we met for the first time. And um, yeah, we went through the, the symbols, all the symbology uh, that she gave. And she said that she hadn't completed the whole process. There was a series of four uh, meetings that we would have to go through and she hadn't gone through the whole thing with anybody. And so I kind of felt like a guinea, the guinea pig of sorts, but I, I went along with it. My guys kept saying, just go with it, just go with it, just go with it. And um, I did, and we went through the first session and um, she said to contact her when I was ready for the next session. That, like, that's kind of how it went. There was no scheduled time frame. That was just, let's meet, do the activations, and you tell me when, when you're ready for the next meeting. And they kind of came within weeks of each other. So it was like, we met one week, and then we met the next week, and then we met the next week, and then there was like a, a little bit of a gap. And then we met right away. I think it was on the uh, spring equinox. That was the last uh, session. But between all those sessions, well, when we did the symbols, new symbols started to come. It's like I opened up. My soul started to share all of these symbols. So the first set of symbols, it might have been like seven. The next set, it was like 66 um, symbols that came through. And every time a set of symbols came through, there was um, a summary or a lesson or part of my soul contract 
that was being revealed to me and everything was applicable. There was nothing that I received that was kind of off the wall or foreign or felt foreign. Everything felt extremely familiar. And um, when we went through those sessions, got to the last one, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Things just started to happen. I just started to open up even more and just kind of started to flow um, into where I am, I guess, on the journey that I'm on now. Yeah, it just started to flow in that way. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. Do you uh, feel like, let me bring Sage back on. Do you feel like uh, it, the beings that are speaking through you are the same, similar, same frequency, same energy? What, what, what were you getting about Angela and her connection to her guides, Sage? Um, it was it was very um, um, what well, understood from the beginning with regards to the beings, with regards to activations and the light codes. They were very clear that it's for each individual, sorry, individual, to be able to connect to their inner home and their contract. So even though with a oneness, it's individual journeys. So it wasn't for me to, to even have that inkling, is it the same energy, is it not? We knew that we're the oneness, we understood that. But it's allowing that individual in this earthly realm to connect to that inner home um, a bit more. Um, for some, it's going to be more than others. And to be able to have some form of inkling of the purpose or the contract of why you're here, if you choose to remember that. And it's like, a, it's like a doorway. And then you go through that doorway and then they, and then it leaves you. So they're not there every way. It's like, here's just a doorway, just a little bit more. We're just gonna show you just a little bit more. And then you can fly off and there you go. You know, so, cause I've done activations for so many since Angela, like so many, everyone has their own individual contract, their own individual message from the beings, completely different. And it's the same thing. They open up the door and then they're like, okay, now you go now, because it's teachings, it's learning. And there is some um, people that will be like, well, what do I do now? Or, you know, they want that, that, that holding on the hands. And the beings would say, it's okay, let go. Be free, because we are free energy. You can let go, you know. So that's interesting to see throughout the times of activating other humans and other people. Completely different. Oh, beautiful. Oh, here's Steve. Here we go. Let's get him, let's get him in here. Um, uh, there's a bit of lots of love happening on uh, on the <laughs> on the chats louise says hi and uh, vladdy's here and dolly's here and michelle uh rose is here and louise says she loves to drag an angela <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you feel like okay so humans are you ready i know that angela calls the energy that streams through her oneness and you call yourself sage oneness so the message is pretty clear but the message that they're bringing is about the oneness of who we are. We're not separate. We might be individual, but we're, we're still one. We might be individuals, but one. How do you think we can apply that 
message into our linear lives where we experience so much separation and and anyone can answer this i'll get to amita and steve in a minute and your journeys who wants to answer that i'll i'll i'll, I'll tackle it cool <laughs> yeah it in practical terms it comes down to learning to balance the yin and the, the yang as um sage said earlier it's like uh, balancing the masculine and feminine, the logic and the creative so aspects of self. Balancing the the aspects of self, the du the dual aspects of self in a state of oneness. So when you get them in balance, you are in a state of oneness. We are the container of both the masculine and the feminine energy. And when we establish ourselves and establish that balance and get to a point of stability where, where we're able to maintain that sense of balance, that is oneness, that is operating in a state of oneness. So in practical everyday terms, it's a consistent um, thought or consistent um, intention to operate from a place of balance that establishes the oneness of self. And it's only when we can establish that balance within that we will see it reflected outside of us. So we can't get there to a state of uh, collective oneness until we can operate from a state of balance within the self. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's introduce Amit. Hello, Amit. He's, he's another one that is, I'm just going to ask you to unmute. Uh, and, can you Amit, hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You sound great. Let's hear, let's hear your journey with how did you meet Sage and your, your journey with the documentary? Okay, so I met Sage um, in 2019, I think it was um, early 2019. And um, she um, connected with me first. She saw a leaflet of mine. I was giving um, some Indian head massages in a local venue. And then she contacted me online and she said, my spirit has connected with you. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so at that time, I was, you know, I was a yogi and I was getting into all this energy um, based spirituality. Um, and, and what, what I started finding out about the beings was that the beings were energy. And at first, you know, we were meant to do an event together and then the pandemic started. So that didn't mm. happen. Mm. Um, and then over the period of lockdown, over the period of the pandemic, um, the teachings of the beings became very apparent to me um, through the messages that Sage was relaying to me and other people. Um, but as a, a practitioner of Kundalini Yoga and um, having had practiced different lineages of uh, religious paths, if that's what you want to call them, of Sufism within Islam, uh, Jainism, Hinduism, Sikhism in my life, um, the teachings of the beings are so relevant in this day and age um, and they decipher the old scriptures. Um, I'm quite a linguist, so I love um, the spoken word and connecting meanings together. Yeah. So languages through vibration and through how languages traveled through history. Um, and the beings teachings, I keep saying this to Sage, when the messages are channeled, they're exactly the teachings of the old yogic, you know, Kundalini teachings, which have come through Dharmic lineages. Um, and that's the oneness. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the oneness, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's nothing new. 
it's just seen from a broader perspective, from a, a bigger awareness. It's the same information, but expanded, like, you know, and as you apply it to not just my personal life, but to life on planet Earth and life beyond planet Earth and life in the cosmos. Yeah, it's the oneness. It's always been there, but we're seeing it with new eyes, aren't we? Yeah. Definitely. It's the Aquarian, as they say, many people are saying the Aquarian energy um, from the previous Piscean energy, which is very hierarchical. And that's right. where the yin and yang balance wasn't there. It was um, completely imbalanced in that sense. And now the balance is kind of turning its table to the divine feminine um, to level out, as Angela was saying just now. Um, yeah. And it's until we get that balance and learn how to be the observer, um, as well as the observed, the doer and the doer, and me, myself and I, yeah. that's the oneness. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the balance. That's what we're doing. We're balancing these energies. Well, there's lots of love coming uh, through. What does Louise say here? She says, I agree with I agree with me, my newest guide for months, I was only allowed to feel the energy and see the bright light, but I became aware me and my new guy guide would grow together and be able to vibrate together. Anyway, so people are lo loving this, loving this uh, conversation about our relationship with our guides and beings that we perceive to be separate to us, but they're really, they're really just all a part of us, isn't it? But we have this idea that we're human and they're extraterrestrials or alien or other dimensionals, but we're all just one energy, right? Yeah, lots of nodding. Steve, let's, let's introduce okay. Steve. So Steve's also in the documentary. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, darling. Fabulous. Okay. Yes, I'm in the documentary. Do you want to share um, how how you became in the documentary and what your experience is? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I met Sage through meditation and, uh, you know, a time in my life where I needed something to help me find a way through my past, you know, my relationships and everything. And um, that was very rewarding. And then... Um, I had a lot of other difficulty. I think deep down inside and um, Sage was talking about doing energy work, um, channeling the being's energy. And uh, I, I resisted at first because I wasn't sure. It was all okay. new to me, yeah. something I'd never heard of. And, you know, it was, you know, interestial, whatever it is, you know. And... Um, then eventually I was sort of struggling more and I thought I need to try something. And I've done Reiki and spiritual healing and I've gone to all these other churches for, you know, what they're offering to try and find inner peace and that sort of thing. But nothing ever worked. And apart from not working, I never f felt anything. You know, I never felt the energy as, as, you know, I mean, it was calming and relaxing, but I didn't actually feel anything. The big difference here with Sage, the work that I've done and I'm still doing, or I'm still doing with Sage, is that the one the, when we started the energy work, I was actually having all these sensations going through my body, and it was it was well, it was it was amazing to be honest. I mean, you know. It was like something, you know, down in your arms, you know, through your, you know, through your 
body, down your legs, you know, all these different sort of nerve sensations going on. And they sort of seem to get stronger and stronger every week. Yeah. I mean, one week um, we were working on a particular part of my emotion and stuff. And I actually felt like my body was about to levitate off of her couch. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm in a, I'm in a, and each time I'm in, in a, in a state of half awake, half asleep, because I'm snoring at the same time, I'm aware of what's going on around me, you know, so the energy that Sage channels is, I, I felt it, I could feel it, I feel it. And I've never, ever been a believer of, you know, I thought, you know, Reiki, I've always just sort of like brushed it aside and said, oh, yeah, whatever. But this was <laughs> something, yeah, this was really something. So anyway, as we continued, um, the high point that's been for me so far has been when I went into the white space. And um, I've been there a few times with Sage, she, and she knows. Oh, it's emotional, isn't it? It's kind of like you remember home. Yeah. It's, and it's so beautiful. And um, when we were coming to the end of our session, and she's saying to me, it's time to come we're going to we're going to come back now and I'm like no I want to stay here <laughs> it, it's just the most beautiful place in your inner in the oneness the this just the most pure energy you can feel but it, it's like you feel nothing but it, you know it's just pure it feels it sounds like way. it sounds like you were having a near-death experience while well, not having, well, you know really, what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. What Sage told me is what you just experienced was death. Right. And I thought, well, how, be how beautiful is that? You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, we're still working together and, you know, we're doing what we're doing. And as for the beings, I mean, at first I was optimistic of, oh, I don't know, I was a bit of a, uh, I was optimistic, but I was sceptical. But, with, within the first meeting that we attended and and then I think the following meditation session she said oh yeah look out for the signs because they'll they'll reveal themselves and I was like yeah right okay but they did and it was so random it was so bizarre and it was like boom 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 there was like there were like four validations in the space of four or five days and uncannily enough i mean i can tell you it was all regarding around tina turner and um but there were different scenarios and different conversations and different concept everything was different so you know it might have been tina turner's husband's name ike you know um, my friend met this guy that she was having a date with at the bar and you'd never guess his name was and his name was Ike, Ike. and I said, I said sorry I said who calls their son Ike in this day and age you know he was 30 something but this that was like that was like the last validation in a in a, in a, in a space of a week so there you know um 
yeah, I mean, oh, Sage's doing amazing work with me. I'm, 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 you know, universally grateful. I'm in a much better place than I've ever been in all of my 59 years. And I owe it all to her, really. Oh, beautiful. Well, I have to say, since I met Sage a couple of years ago, she's looking younger. She's getting younger. Yes. <laughs> you are. Every time I see you, you look younger. How is that? But um, so let me ask you, Steve, you've had these experiences. You're in a place of gratitude. How else has has touching heaven, let's say, or experiencing death or whatever you want to call it, how, how has it changed you? My energy. My, my energy's changed because from that moment, every it was like I was a beacon or a light. Everywhere I went, people were coming up to me that don't know me. They've In my social life, I've quite a busy social life, and they were, I was just radiating. I was radiating and um, it didn't matter what, <laughs> if, if people were just, I was like, like moths to a flame, you know, it was, my, my energy's changed, my yeah. outlook on life changed, but the beings reminded me of something way back in my childhood that I'd completely forgotten what my contract, what my purpose on this earth was for. Oh. And that was to do good. Oh, because I, I came from a very toxic family, yeah. a very dysfunctional family. I've never been dysfunctional, but I've always gone against, because I grew up in it, I always rebelled. If I will not be like that. I will not be like that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, some people, they just continue that pattern of behaviour. But along the way, I've had family and relate. I've only had two relationships, long relationships, but I've never been me. And I lost myself along the way, who I am or who I should be or wanted, who I thought I wanted to be when I was growing, you know, oh. as a teenager. And my purpose on this earth is to do good, is yeah. to, and, and what, and karma is, karma is, um, is, you know, by doing good, you feel good, you know, you feel content with yourself. One, the one thing I want on this earth is peace and contentment. And that's what I have now. And I try to pass that on <clears throat> in any, any way I can, whether it's by listening or just taking someone out for coffee and just having a laugh, whatever that involves, you know, uh, other ways, you know, uh, charity that I'm involved with, um, you know, in a small way, um, just trying to pass on the energy that sage has opened up or channeled into me or however we we'll want to interpret that opened up i think yeah I, I think that you said it radiate you radiate you're radiating and we all yeah. do when we start to become more of who we truly are and not the limiting ideas of ourselves we just start to radiate and that it's and so that's right everyone's so nodding that's our gift to the world because people it, feel that energy yeah, yeah. It brings tears to my eyes when I talk about it because as I'm talking about it, I can feel it coming. It's so overwhelming. It, no, it's not overwhelming. It's fulfilling. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And, oh, beautiful. Um, oh, you yeah. make me cry. Yeah. Um, lots of... Uh, 
Rose says what a experience. Yeah. She says yeah. that her family was toxic too. And we've got yeah. Dolly online. Dolly's actually coming on the show soon um, uh, with, uh, with Preston. Dolly's had amazing experiences as well. And she says, we're all one in source. We are, ex- uh, we are expressed out into the physical realm. Our need here is to balance the spiritual and physical, bring, bring and honour our connection in love here. Yeah, she's just reiterating the message of, um, of everybody in the, in the documentary. Ah, oh, beautiful. So um, where should we go from here? What else would you like to say about the documentary, Sage? Thank you, Steve, for sharing your experience. That was just amazing. It was lovely. Um, we've heard some of the people that's going to be on the documentary, and it's all about their own individual journey with the so-called energy of the beings. And we've actually experienced that tonight, hearing everyone's story in a completely different way. And this is what this life is about. It's about difference. It's about embracing difference within the oneness. And it's okay to do that. And it's okay to express and feel the the energy of of our story, you know, and of our purpose, whatever you want to call it. And this is really what this documentary is about. When they say humans, are you ready? They're talking about, are you ready with your inner self? Are you ready to experience being home now and not waiting to continue on? You know, being home now, are you ready humans? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to really, if you choose to experience the oneness, are you ready for that? You know, are you ready to be patient and start listening? Are you ready for change with regards to this earthly realm? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And that question is a lifetime question. It just continues on and everyone's going to have their own individual concept and perception of that question humans are you ready and that's the first thing that they said to me when they connected with me and that's the thing that I put on on my social media in 2017 with the drawing the original drawing that I'd done and it was that humans are you ready you know I'm ready you're ready (laughs) you're ready you know, what I'm feeling like what's happening to humanity at the moment is we're waking up to the connection of who we are as source. And then what excites me, and this is the kind of conversations I like to have, it's like why I'm so obsessed with extraterrestrial life, you know. So now that we, we've remembered that connection, like, like Steve was saying, that, that death, you know, like it feels like to be dead, that, that, that light, lightness of being, that oneness of being, as physical beings, what do we do with that? You know, how do we create our reality once we've established that as our reality? That's what excites me. But I think where we are and where all of you, what all of you as teachers are doing is reminding people of the connection, you know, like to how to connect. And so this is what the show is doing. This is what everyone's doing. Sharing their experiences is just that as you said, who said repetition? Was it somebody? Yeah. Repetition. 
you know, yeah. you repeat over and over and over, and then we go as humans, oh, that's right. I'm love. <laughs> I'm not my negative thoughts. I'm love. <laughs> I'm expansion. I'm infinite potential. I'm oneness. You know, that reminder of who we are. But once we've established who we are, what next? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's so telling because um, my whole mindset shifted after I went through the activations with Zoe. And it was like a, a challenge to myself to see how many limits I could take off and release. So it's been a steady progression of releasing limits and seeing how unbounded I can operate you know, right. if that makes sense. It's it's like I'm starting to change and starting to shift. So even the content that I'm starting to put out, it's it's beyond limits that have been um, established as standards, I guess, within our society. What I'm putting out now is totally um, in my vein of creation, not based on what anybody else is doing, not fit in a mold of what someone else has established is totally unique to me and how it is seeking to be expressed. And I find that as I'm yielding to that, I feel more in my comfort zone. I don't feel so uncomfortable operating. I don't feel so uncomfortable speaking because I'm in my my personal sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great to hear. I second that as well. I second that with Angela as well. Because um, the um, Reiki that I mentioned before, the yoga, whatever it may be, um, I'm now able to recreate what resonates with me, put things together. Like when I do my energy healings now, I use the light codes from the beings through the activations. I mix something from angels. I do bits of Reiki. I don't give it a name. And this is the beauty of what the beings are saying. Just be yourself. Do yourself. Listen to yourself. And um, I, I think what it is, is um, we've been conditioned and programmed in so many ways from, you know, the previous energy. And suddenly the beings have come or the age has changed, whatever you want to say. And there's an explosion of the cosmos going on within us, within our, our DNA is upgrading. Um, and all of a sudden there's this flow and there's this new way of being called you know, the zero point or oneness or satanam, they call it in Kundalini Yoga. And a lot of people don't know what that is and they don't know how to respond or react. Um, and it could be mistaken for maybe like the emptiness, which is can be mistaken for depression. But And this is where we have to fill ourselves. And who was saying earlier, fulfilled and not overwhelmed? Steve, I think it was. Um, so we can fill our cup instead of looking at it empty and fill it with the color that we are. And so I'm really grateful, you know, that Sage has come in my life. Um, she's coming to our home. We had a beings event on Saturday. And so my parents experienced the energy, um, which is really beautiful to have this energy with family. And I've seen shifts within people around me. Um, and, you know, sometimes we don't need to even say we notice it and have a little smile inside me saying, hmm, that's the beings. Mm. So, <laughs> so thank you. Oh, how beautiful. You had an event on Saturday. And, and um, so you were doing a channeling sage, were you on, the, at, 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 was it at your house, yeah. at Amit? Yes, it was at yeah. home, yeah. And, and yeah. sorry, go on, go on, Doug. No, I was just going to say that with the work with the beings, it's in different aspects. So we do an evening with the beings, and that's, uh, I hold it sometimes 
in my space or in somebody else's space. It could be in somebody else's home. We go traveling with the beings and we will do it like that. Or they do energy work. And when they do energy work, they work with the first eye. So we call this the third eye, some of us as humans, and they call this the first eye. So that dent when you're a baby and you know we wait for it to close up, that they call that the first eye. So they work through the first eye to go through mm. the third eye mm. and to be able to really shift the energy through, throughout the body to open up the contract with what your contract is. So when they're using me as a vessel to do the energy work, I only use their head part and the energy does its thing. Now I don't see, it's not for me to see, I'm just a vessel. So when the energy work is being done, I can feel energy, I can feel the beings, I can see them, I can see them doing what they're doing, but it's not for me to go in other people's thoughts. It's not for me to go in other people's contract in that way. And then what happens afterwards, they come back into this present moment and then they would say, oh my, I went through this, this happened, I saw this, they showed me this, they said this, they said that, you know. So um, that's a different aspect of it than going into the vortex and the bees just saying messages. And then we have the activations and that's with the light codes and that's with a different process. So they have different process. And then I have um, the books. So they've asked me to do a children's book. And I know Annette's going to be doing her book as well, but they've asked me to do a children's one of the beings. So they're working with different ages of energies now, what they're bringing in. So they're just allowing their energy to flow with throughout the human um, race and not just humans. And not just humans. Um, we, do you mean like animals or do you mean other beings on other yeah, planets? All, or? All, 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 all objects. Beings, all yes, consciousness. Yes, all objects that's part of this earthly realm. We're all one. Every aspect, stones, you know, just copper, you know, grass, plants, the animals, elements. insects. I remember when the we elements. spoke the first time on the show, you were talking about the importance of connecting to the elements, the elements. And you were saying yeah. that, um, you know, higher consciousness beings know how to work with the elements. That's why they appear to have magic. You know, yeah. They, they appear to be able to do magic. Uh, Dolly says, yes, teach it. Um, Rose says she's ready. Uh, and uh, Michelle um, it says, so beautiful, Steve, your energy opens our hearts. And Dolly says here, you know, you now have the keys to the kingdom, the upper realms, bring them to others. <laughs> yeah, no questions, but lots of, lots of it. So Annette, you have been very quiet. <laughs> Let's hear from you, honey. Anything you want to say? Well, I know I'm just listening to other people's experiences because I've only had my experience and then, you know, I saw what Sage went through at the beginning and now to see, actually hearing other people's experience, it just reminds me the feelings that that energy was what I experienced at the beginning and it's different now, but I, it was so new and I felt it through my body. I mean, I couldn't really speak without shaking. I couldn't, I was shaking all the time. It, the energy that I felt was so immense that I could not put it into words. 
And to hear other people speak about it, it just it just brings a smile to my face. Because I remember in 2017 saying to you know, we're having this shift coming, we're having this shift coming, and no one really knew how, where, or how it was going to happen. They were yeah. all sort of nodding their heads to me, going, Oh, okay, then. Yeah. And within months, not even months, I, I I can literally say that I could I didn't really use Facebook or any or any Instagram or anything like that. I only came on Facebook about six, not even, about six weeks, maybe eight weeks before my experience with the beans. And, and so when I had the experience with the beans and I remember them telling this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And it was actually so amazing to see it happen in front of your eyes and to see the shifts. It literally, they always said there's no such thing as time. So even though I refer to it as saying, for me, it felt like it happened overnight from one minute I, you know, I was just normal things maybe on my face, but the next day, all I had was oneness consciousness and it just like bounced. And then I, and I would say, oh, it happened overnight, but I know from my teachings with the beings that the time is not the way that we view time to be. So um, it didn't happen overnight. It, it happened as a consequence of oneness within, you know, this illusion that we're all experiencing. But I, I'm writing a book, so I'm trying to, Maybe that's why I'm quieter now. I, I'm I'm in more reflection and and experiencing. I mean, it, I had so many. I asked so many questions about so many different subjects. It was really like um, I remember talking to Sage a little while ago, and and we were talking about something, and she said, you know, something to referring to someone else as being like a researcher, and it really brought it to my mind that I am. I was a researcher before the beings came. I spent I spent my 20s looking for the meaning of life I, I you know where are we here who what's it all about and uh, various religions and looking into mythology and and not ever having anything sits quite with me but definitely looking constantly um so when the beings finally came and they answered every single one of my questions that I could possibly ask and more because they answered my personal questions mm. and then put it out to universal questions that were, you know, to the human race. So it was it was big. It was it was a big experience. And only now <clears throat> I've actually put it to bed for a little while. Am I going through writing this book and I'm reliving all the all the messages all the all the messages that I sent all the messages that I got back and and um yeah it still blows me away every day it blows me away every day I think about what happened every day I'm in tune with the beings and 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 it's just mind-boggling but there's so much uh, you know so I'm just in quiet now but I mean I did spend five years constantly speaking about them doing interviews and everything so now I feel like I'm just bringing it home now bit of quiet time oh it's beautiful to get the message out there I love that you said they answered all your question and then some all your questions and then oh, some did. answered yeah. questions you didn't even have so what's the name of your book Annette oh don't know yet no I do know because uh -huh. it was given to me I can see Sage laughing because she knows that I I was given the name of my book five years ago uh, and that at the time I thought it was a wonderful name. And I, and I remember thinking, yeah, this is spot on. And, and recently I started to debate the name again, but I'm still going back because it's called A Conversation with Death. Oh, great. Which you would not necessarily think is about the beings, 
but the beings spent the first three months talking about death and and the fact that there is no death and right. and various sort of tools and tricks that they gave gave us you know I remember one day they said you know you experience humans experience death every time they blink wow you know that's an experience of death wow. and 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 I only remembered that message the other day because I started to reread a lot of the messages so um yeah that's where I'm at now I'm I'm putting together the initial messages that really shook me and turned my reality because they're they're not personal they're general they're they're about reality and they're about how things work and numbers and energy and all that so um yeah I feel like I've been in research got all my answers you know or any question that I had I got answers even now people when I'm speaking about the beings they'll say oh you know why didn't you ask them that and I remember thinking well I, I, that wasn't in, I wasn't interested in that I asked all the questions that I wanted to ask and then maybe some that I thought my dad might want to ask and 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 because he would have I remember thinking when they first go oh my dad you would have loved it but then they explained no this is oneness there is only oneness and there is no death so there is no separate so i I don't feel the same like I did, and I feel more definitely more prepared for what we're experiencing now. You know, I'm 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 glad I wrote my contract so that it came to me in 2017, so that I am ready to you know ride this this ocean of change. Absolutely. Now, so yeah, I love that a conversation with death. Oh, I know humans have death so skewed. You know, when I spoke to my mob about what causes the most suffering, you know, as a difference maker, I'm like, okay, what do I, how do I help this world? What do I address? Let me ask this question. What causes the most suffering in this world? Maybe I can address that. They said, your concept of death is what causes the most suffering in your world. And I'm like, right. Yeah. So we have a lot of conversations on this show about death and NDEs and there is no death. There is no death. There is no death. And then of course I wrote my book about it, Awakened by Death and and return to love because all my dead friends said to me after they were gone, you know, I didn't die. <laughs> There's no death. There's no death. There's no death. I know the death thing. So uh, great name, Annette. Great name. Conversation oh, with death. Yeah. <laughs> so you were you you were doubting it recently, were you? Well, it was very strong at the beginning, and when I was writing the initial sort of, because I started writing in, as soon as the beings came. Um, it was very strong and it was, I knew it because I felt it and I was in it. So it felt so right. Then I've had five years on and I've, I'm not in, I've, my energy has changed. I've changed as a person. So I don't feel that like that. It's, it's not, I have a different sensation now when the beings are around. So um, although I know they're always around, I'm not saying they're, they're they are always around. They're talking to thousands of humans if they would listen and and you know that's you know but they made that very clear so yeah uh it's all it's all fine I'm gonna get the book together and um see what happens right so that's a great point the beings are not just only talking to you and sage they're talking to all of us and they're a part of a consciousness like they're talking to me they're talking to Angela we might call it something different we might give it another name we lost Steve but anyway he might pop back on Uh, but it is because you know when I ask my guides to tell me who they are they have they can't you know they really can't from my linear mind perspective so um, 
I had Claudia Edge on the show and an NDE and she talked about dipping into the the ocean of knowledge, dipping your cup into the ocean of knowledge. And I just loved that. I'm just obsessed with that. And that's what I feel like the mob that I call irreverently the mob or the beings or the guides are. They're like an ocean of knowledge that maybe come in some sort of form to speak to our linear human minds as a separate entity, as a being, like you said when you first saw them, Sage, that they look like these three beings that just look like a big head that vibrated and this tiny body, right? That's how they appeared to you. So even in their appearance, they're kind of showing you something about about the information that they're, is that right? Yeah. So, yeah, because they definitely said it's a contract of what we chose. So we chose to see each other in that way. I chose for that to to appear in that way but what you say there is just spot on because even though I see a big head and a small body with no eyes nose or mouth or anything and it's a dark color so I would say like dark 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 gray but it is like still see-through but not see-through so it's it's like energy you know but it's within a, a object it's in an object form and because us humans we see something with no eyes nose mouth or ears we say oh it must be an alien you know it must be and that's what I was thinking when I first saw them it must be a form of an alien and they said you can call us whatever you want to call us it doesn't really matter because we are all one energy and we chose this as part of the contract for you to experience yeah Dolly says here, ETs refer to them as as the all mind. I love that. ETs refer to themselves as the all mind. Yeah, so they they were giving you this big head because they were talking about mind mind energy mind so they appeared as a big as a big mind I suppose without a face a big mind yeah Yeah. I I think that's funny because um when Sage first reached out my first thought was I don't want to see the beings the way Zoe sees the beings I need to see them in a way that's palatable for me right okay (laughs) yeah that was that was like one of my very first thoughts and so they said well we we can appear however you want us to appear, yeah. but know but know that we are all source. And so what started to happen was they would show up as birds. So I would go sit in my kitchen, and there would be three cardinals sitting across a branch, right there. They never sit together ever like that on on one branch together. But they would always be together. Or I would be upstairs in the balcony, and um, there would be three, if it was always three, black and white little, little bitty birds sitting right together on a tree, but they would always show up in a way that was palatable for me. And I think that's, mm-hmm. um, that's worth noting so that when people hear the word beings, they aren't um, frightened away, afraid that they will appear to them mm-hmm. in a way that they aren't able to handle because they'll, they'll show up in a way that's most palatable for you. Yeah, absolutely. They, um, yeah, I they, think... Sorry, I was going to say, they, they did explain that, that you, like with us, I didn't want to see them. I, I, I felt them and I having my, in, my question, that was more than enough for me. 
And um, I was the same. I kept saying, I don't want to see you. And if and I felt their presence in my, and I could feel it, I could feel it emanating. And I, all I used to say is, I don't want to see you. 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 And, and I was quite happy with Sage seeing them and getting it that way. And when they said, but that's the way that you have chosen to experience us, you know, don't, oh, yeah. they did say they've come to many pe humans in different forms, oh, yeah. entities. They have come as aliens because they said to me in the past, we've come as angels, other entities, um, aliens, but in your contract, you've chosen to experience as beings. And I took that as mean, maybe meaning that we, you know, there are other beings that are interacting. So maybe the new language is going to change for the more interaction that's going to happen. Maybe by calling them beings and not aliens, because aliens gives you this point of they're alien. They're yeah. nothing to do with us and we don't know about them or anything. But they yeah. made a big point of saying they've, they've always been here. They haven't gone anywhere. And, and, and they interact with humans for billions of years in completely different ways. So, um, yeah, I think the language is changing for the more acceptance of what's going to happen. I mean, my grandchildren talk about aliens, have playground songs where they're, you know, slappy, slappy alien went to on a UFO. And, and it's all very cartoons are everywhere. It's on the BBC cartoons. And I just think... It wasn't like that. The only thing we need now is some real positive, maybe, uh, movies. Because, you know, if you mention anything to do with beings or anything like that, people get very scared very quickly. Yeah. Um, they don't want to talk about it. They switch off. And I think that, again, will change in, in the psyche of the cosmic. Because the beings are giving messages to directors, to film writers, to music writers. Right. Experiences all the time, They're all yeah. beginning to feel more confident to speak because more people are speaking. Yeah, so I think it's going to move like that. Yeah, Rose says, Here's I believe they come to me in my dreams, and she says, I refer to them as celestial beings. Yeah, mm. we can call them, call them anything you want. <laughs> I love using the words, um, celestial, galactic, yeah, um, all these words, they're just so beautiful, you know, and they. They describe the different frequencies of the oneness. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and talking about how we see them, I think I um I feel them more. So like if I say if I'm doing a healing on someone or if some I'm doing a meditation and I say, please appear or show me that you're here, I get a nice pat on the face. Um and sometimes I'm seeing around some people, for example, around Sage um, or some other friends who are in communication with the beings, they show themselves as little faint wisps of light around them. Um, whereas, um, yeah, so I think it, it's different for everyone, isn't it? In terms of some people hear things, Claire, is it Claire Audient? Well, Claire Audient, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Claire Audient. Yeah, all so, the yeah. Claire's. So before we go, I'd like to just... I jotted this down. Actually, I jotted this down on a um, talk I think I had with Sage another time. I put down, talk more about the human DNA. Let's just look at what's happening with the human DNA. Who wants to have a stab at that? What are the beings telling you about what's happening with our human DNA as we, as we remember our connection to source and evolve into a new society? I think there's all this... Um the 20 is it the 24th strand or there's um certain aspects of our dna which 
our well, mainstream science says that it's it's not of any use. There's certain parts I don't know too much about this, but all I know is that when I do certain practices, I feel that my body has changed over the years. So even before Sage and the beings appeared in my life, um, I had three Kundalini awakenings, very powerful ones, um, where my body shook with electricity. Um, and after that, a certain change started happening in my body. Um, and I was letting go of a lot of trauma, but I felt that I had a rebirth. But like Annette was saying, um, when the beings first gave her the messages, um, it was so sporadic and it was so fast and it was something very new. It was a shock to the system. So obviously the nervous system takes um, a very big sort of, it goes into an explosion fight or flight mode. And so you're going to talk and talk and talk. And it reminds me about how I've been in the last few years. And then Sage appeared with the beings and it furthered the journey off this DNA activation, which is what I call it, because information was just streaming through me, but I didn't know how to put it down or communicate. So when Sage and the beings have appeared, they've calmed my energy down a lot. Um, and it's still calming down because I was completely frazzled. Um, I used to be in bed for large amounts of time. I couldn't speak to anyone. I was very sensitive to energies. But since the beings have come in, they've shown like um, the yin and yang. So the Kundalini was a very, um, I'd say, one of them, yin or yang, whereas the beings are the opposite. So they've brought the balance into my life um, where now I'm starting to calm down and I'm able to exist amongst different energies, whereas before I wasn't. Um, and I think that's where now the DNA is becoming more sort of mature enough to be in situations where it's not threatened as much. That's, that's what I think. Um, yeah. Starting to activate, activate what's been dormant. And then as that integration takes place, it's a period of integration everybody has to go through. But once you integrate it and you stabilize, then that comes into play in a state of balance when you're able to move through that that disruption, that initial uh, discomfort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I had a. Karen, sorry, do you remember I spoke about oxytocin as well? Oxytocin. Uh, oxytocin. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the key messages when they when they said soon humans will start to experience more oxytocin, uh, and and within their you know within their realities and that's going to bring help bring on the oneness and that message was like five years ago and now you can see that with what's happened with the virus and then what's happening now you can see that oneness you can see that 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 love coming out in humans and I and that must only go on because they did speak about oxytocin quite a lot do you want to tell us it's what funny you mentioned oxy oxytocin is for people that don't know what oxytocin is do you understand what it is Annette well it's the love hormone that the woman <laughs> produces when she gives a birth <laughs> but um it's it's much more than that it's, it's I think so too yeah yeah it's much more than that and and you can see I can actually see the change since 2017 to so where we are now I can I can see it I can feel it I can feel the ripples so and I can see the love growing and, and, and see it in the generations to come. So yeah, that was quite a, a 
when you started saying about DNA, they have mentioned about the veil of the DNA, uh, uh, the veil of the sail being lifted and that more humans are gonna experience that. And they said, you know, what you who humans experience on the inside, you're going to experience on the outside. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that oxytocin, it's been, <laughs> it's been um, observed that oxytocin increases during heightened um, feelings of wellness and, and bliss and love and stuff like that. And yeah, they've, they've noticed that, you know, our scientists, they think they're so clever, but I think they're so, they're so, we've got so far to go in understanding science because in the Western world, we haven't incorporated consciousness into our science technology. And once we incorporate consciousness, then the whole thing's going to explode, right? But at the moment, we're just looking at chemicals. Yeah. So they've noticed oxytocin increases, as you said, during um, pregnancy and when people feel good. So yeah, it's, it's like the feel good hormone. Anybody else want to talk about the DNA? Mentioning the oxytocin, sorry, just to quickly add, um, your mention, it's funny because I'm seeing a lot of cats around recently. Uh-huh. And um, I always remember oxytocin when you stroke a cat because when okay. we spend time with animals, um, that releases that hormone as well. And nice. I've always had a phobia of dogs and mm. I've never been able to go near a dog. But all of a sudden in the last year, I've had dogs coming up to me from like, meters and yards and yards away in parks and the owners are like what the hell is going on um and i can only you know perceive that it's the energy of the beings that surround me that the animals are perceiving but they're also helping me heal um a part of me that was not one um because obviously i was i had that trauma in me of being fearful of dogs so as soon as i started having the dogs coming up to me i'm being able to stroke them and the cats as well I'm feeling a lot of love because at the time where humans have been kept, you know, physically apart from each other, the animals have come in and given us that, mm. that part in a way. And to show, show us that it's not just humans, that it's, you know, Sage was mentioning that it's everything, it's stones and it's, it's animals. It's, and this is to show us that consciousness is present everywhere under a tree at the roots, um, and so, yeah, oxytocin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dogs, dogs and babies, they're always, yeah. they're always loving me. When I go for a walk, dogs come up to me and want to be pat. I don't know if I'm secreting oxytocin or they're feeling my energy, dogs and babies. <laughs> but I suppose we're almost an hour and a half now. We should wrap it up. Where, where can people find the documentary once it's released, Sage? Where, where are we going to see it? So the documentary is going to be released in spring season. So that's going to be in April. Your spring, and my autumn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what brings the oneness. Mm. That's what brings the cycle, isn't it? Depending on where you are, that's going to bring the cycle of the oneness. Even though the individual is experiencing one aspect of the season, Somebody else is going to be experiencing the other aspects of the season, and that brings the oneness. But um, yeah, so it's going to be um, showcased on Amazon Prime, and then eventually other online platforms as well. Um, again, wow, Amazon Prime so- has has bought has bought it, have they? Amazon Prime. So so basically, there's aspects of 
you what documentaries I'm talking about. So documentaries are different to films yeah. and other things. So you can have access to go on there. Oh, and okay. again, I, I didn't know this. So right. again, I was out of my league. I didn't know what was going to happen with the documentary when it was done. It's all down to the beings that's connecting with certain things, getting the doors open in certain ways and getting things done. And it's it's just all them. You know, it's it's their thing. And I'm just being used as a vessel really to to um to appear to get it seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're clever, aren't they? They know about Amazon Prime. <laughs> no, but I remember, I remember you talking to me before saying, you know, you were given a download that you're going to make a documentary and you're like, I have no idea how to do that, you know, who would film it, who, and all these people just showed up and you had a great crew yeah. that did the filming. So it's, it's, you know, rather than just us yakking on Zoom like we're doing now, doing a live Zoom, it's, it's, quite, it's a professional production yeah. And- yeah. And 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 the thing about it at the time when the beans were saying, um, okay, can you do the documentary? And I was like, okay, who's going to do it? Because I don't know anyone. And they said, yes, you do. And months and months before I'd done an activation. So I was doing a lot of activations these times. And I'd done it for this person who my son was having an interview to do his children, one of his children's books. And I just went along with him met the guy that was doing the interview um we got speaking about spiritual stuff and the beings came in and said show him the picture of them and I showed him the picture of them and he literally just started like welling up and crying and said I know this entity I know this being they used to come to me when I was younger wow came to get the activation done after that and then months down the line months down the line the beings did you know someone it's that same person so everyone that's connected to the documentary is connected some way with the beings in some way yeah so what they've just said is that that's the reason why it needs to be amazon prime there's going to be others it's not just going to be amazon prime but there's someone that's connected. Someone's always going to be connected to them in some way. That's going to open up the energy in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. So there's a reason for everything of why it's going in this, in so this for, way. For people watching and listening to this, how can they stay in contact and, and see the release of it? Like, where are you announcing it? And you're announcing it on your Facebook pages. I guess all of you will be announcing it uh, when it comes out. But we're, yeah, so the website, uh, Sage. Yeah, so it'd be my, the Sage Oneness. So the Sage Oneness is my YouTube channel. Um, it's my website channel as well. Um, and it, it will just it will just flow. It's, it's going to be like water. You know, it's just going to connect with people that needs to connect. Yeah. Whoever's going to find it will naturally find it. And one thing that I have been told of the beings, don't push anything. Yeah. And since I've been working with them and I haven't been pushing anything whatsoever, it's, I don't get tired. I'm, yeah. you know, with the work that I do with them because I'm not pushing anything. Nothing's a worry. Nothing's, what does this mean? What does, I don't worry about things like that. I don't care about things like that. There's no worry whatsoever. 
not even with this world there's no worry this is a process yeah and we're in this process to make a difference with the process yeah you know and that's what it is you know it's an illusion it's not real it's part of the story it's part of the dream while we're here and once you or humans get to realize that if they choose to because it's free will Mm -hmm. then your perception changes Mm -hmm. and when your perception changes you don't get the fear that some humans experience or the worry that some humans experience you get more of a bliss experience more of a patience peaceful experience and it's just experiences and it's a choice do you want to choose this or do you want to choose this no matter what's going on Do you want to choose this or you do want to choose this at all times? Mm. Mm. There's that flower that can, that can grow within anything. If you choose that. I remember when Annette first came on the show, you were talking about it's all an illusion. It's all an illusion, (laughs) which I've been hearing spiritual teachers say forever. But when people are in their stressful thoughts and they're feeling their negative emotions, right. Or even feeling any emotion, that feeling of that energy flowing through you doesn't feel like an illusion. Like I have a friend who's, who's transitioning at the moment. He's, um, he's got cancer and he's surrounded in, he's in our, my, our spiritual community here in Sydney and he's surrounded by people who talk about all this stuff, but he, he doesn't actually believe in death. And so people are telling him about death as we've discussed. And then Steve was talking about, you know, how beautiful it is. And he's saying, I don't believe that because I don't feel that. And I, and I thought to myself, well, he doesn't feel it because what he's feeling is his fear, his fear around the subject of death. But, yeah, that's what you know, my, the guides, the mob said to me, the beings, the mob, whatever you want to call them, blissful beings, I call them sometimes, said to me, address death because your concept of death creates the most suffering. Whether you have the death of someone you love or you suffer over your own death if you're given a diagnosis, yeah, that, that fear, because, yeah, when you're feeling your fear, that fear feels like the reality, your reality. So when somebody comes along and says, it's all an illusion, you go, this ain't no illusion. My negative, stressful thought ain't no illusion. But, yeah, in a moment we can, we can, shift. We can shift the frequency and the, th- the thinking, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's all part of the sauce, right? That's all part of the game. That's, uh, that's yeah. what makes it so, so meaty and so tasteful and creates that contrast from which to choose. So you got to have yes. that, that contrast. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it's the same oneness. Ain't very right. different. It <laughs> is. Oneness, yeah. oneness. Anyway, lots of love. Um, Paul was on before who, who said hello, who was on recently. Uh, uh, lots of love from people on no no questions, but they've been loving this conversation with you guys. Rose says life is just a dream. Life is just a dream. Oh, there's Paul. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing the documentary. Your DNA is mutable as your frequency evolves. Dolly says uh, your code is absolutely your frequency. Anyway, we've got some amazing beings watching us, some amazing teachers and um and uh, yeah, people tapped into their multidimensional reality. Love my audience. I have the most awesome audience. Just, Karen, just quickly that you haven't shared that you're in the documentary. I'm in the documentary. And do you remember what you speak about? No, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you know, when people ask me to come and speak, I open my mouth and words come out. And then afterwards, I don't really remember much of what was said. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, Angela. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, no. so Karen, Karen comes on in the documentary and she really shares, because um, I wanted different aspects of the documentary. And when I was speaking to the beings and getting downloads, um, we our downloads will be like this. So they will come with things and then I will go with things. Okay, but what about this? And what about this? And I, and I wanted... Um, someone to be able to come on that's been in this um, on this journey for many, many, many years, well over how many years you've been on this journey, and can speak about the aspect of entities on a whole. What does that mean? What does that mean to people? How do they connect? What is it? You know, why is it that some people connect and some people don't? Mm -hmm. And it's just that sort of conversation that I wanted to bring into the documentary because it's it's not going to be for everyone we know mm. this mm. and there's going to be people that's going to see and and really not you know going to connect with it but within that it's still um an opening to choose to have a, an opinion and a perception of what you feel when it's okay and that mm. is still love yeah. that is still love well, even if you're not on the same frequency I look forward to watching the documentary, even if it's just to remember what I said, because I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, guys, it's been so beautiful. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for this Thank time. You, Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been beautiful. Karen, just very quickly, your voice, when I hear your voice, it reminds me of soft chocolate that's very sweet <laughs> that's because i love chocolate i'm a chocoholic i'm trying not to eat it i mean i'm really trying hard this year not to eat it but i was doing so well and then just lately i've started to sort of eat chocolate again oh life's too short to live without chocolate. That, that's <laughs> a, a perfect spot for that quote uh thank god for chocolate and cats right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were saying with Vivian on the end of thank God for chocolate and cats. And she was saying how difficult this world is. And we're like, yeah, thank God for chocolate and cats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, it's been so wonderful to have you all on. It was beautiful to meet Steve as well. I loved hearing his story. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So great to see you again, Annette. It's been so it's been been yeah. a while since I saw you. you Thanks. Big love to you all. Mwah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, there oh, we go. <laughs> oh, I'm the only one that stayed. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Big it time. was great. Big bye, bye. Bye. I thought I'd just stay on and and uh, chat to the little tribe that are still watching on YouTube. What did you think about all that? Uh, love and light to everybody from Rose and um, your DNA. Yeah, it was great to see your comments. Wonderful to see all your comments. And um, yeah, beautiful. What a beautiful bunch of people, aren't they? What an amazing documentary this is going to be. I loved hearing. Uh, I think Zoe's really sort of got a mix. She's got opinions like me, my opinion, having been showcasing new world teachers and experiences and listening to people's awakening stories for god i don't know how long 25 30 years i've been working as a healer teacher for a long time 
and then people's experiences with her work and the beings and the healing work. And um, yeah, it was, it was gorgeous to have everybody's opinion. Yo, chocolate anonymous. <laughs> it's one of my favorite books, The Game of Life. Is that The Game of Life and How to Play It, Rose, with uh, Florence Chauvel, Scovel Shin? Florence Scovel Shin, The Game of Life and How to Play It is a great book. Yeah, can't wait for the documentary, Rose says. Yeah, I know. It's going to be wonderful. It'd be great if it's on Amazon Prime. I, I love seeing documentaries that have this conversation about consciousness on places like Netflix and Prime and all those streaming platforms. I found some really amazing documentaries on those platforms. I didn't realise uh, that um, you could just upload them yourself. Maybe you don't have to get approved. Sounds like Prime is, is letting people just upload their documentaries. So we all need to get that message out into the mainstream, more into the mainstream, into these streaming platforms where people can find them. Yeah, that's the book. Yeah. But thanks, everybody, for listening and watching today. Another show accentuating the positive with Karen Swain. And if you want to join us monthly, I've actually got two teachers coming up uh, in April. We've got um, Jeff Granville. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you've seen the show I did with Jeff. He had this amazing experience with his son when his son was dying in hospital. And um, just he calls it mindfulness. It's really about being present and connected to just what we've been speaking about. But he had this experience with his son um, breathing and being conscious and mindful and in the moment and connected to source where he breathed him through operations. He had spinal taps and all this stuff in hospital and he didn't experience any trauma or pain. And then Jeff goes on to study um, quantum physics and neuroscience and he speaks about his experience, but he also speaks about the science behind the experience. So if you're into science and stuff like that and, and hearing a beautiful story, join us in the Inner Sanctum as Jeff Granville is going to come and you can get to meet him and quiz him. And also Rachel Burns who's been on the show recently she had a really traumatic upbringing um, abuse and sexual abuse and all that sort of stuff and I met Rachel a couple of years ago and um, she was downloading her galactic guides and speaking to her galactic tribe you know her guides and everything and downloading codes and all this beautiful stuff but she was still in the trauma of what it is to be human and overcoming that trauma and in that time she's come a long way into that place of acceptance and forgiveness and understanding that as a soul, as an infinite soul, a creator, an infinite, that we create all the, you know, dramas and contrast and traumas that we live through in this physical life. We choose that. We choose that for the evolution of our soul and also to experience the density of this world, especially if you're going to put yourself out there as a practitioner or a, or a teacher, you need to know what you're talking about, right? So a lot of the people that I've spoken with over the years have had really traumatic experiences. I know, Rose, that you said that you had traumatic um, uh, experiences when you were young. Yeah, you'd love to join. We just go to my website, go to the Inner Sanctum and sign up. It's just an email. And then I pop you on the email list and, and send out the Zoom link so you can join us live. And I'm also doing the Inner Sanctum with Guest Teachers live on the YouTube streaming as well. Uh, I've got to work out how to stream it on, um, if I use a different platform, I know how to do it with StreamYard, but with Zoom, how to stream it on YouTube and other platforms like Facebook and stuff. But anyway, I'll get there. But yeah, so two teachers next month. Um, we had one teacher this month. We had Vivian Chauvet. 
Chauvet, Chauvet, I don't know how she pronounces her name. She was uh, born in French in, in Quebec, I think, and she's living in Arizona now. But she, when I said, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Arcturus, I'm from the stars, but born in Quebec. Anyway, she was our last teacher in the Inner Sanctum and she was just amazing. So if you haven't checked out that conversation with Viviane, it was beautiful to reconnect with her. All the teachers that I have into the Inner Sanctum, the people that I've showcased on the show, I'll showcase their story, just them and I chatting about their story and then I'll invite them back usually the year after or a few months after I've had them on the show to meet not everybody because I talk to a lot of people but I usually pick about 12 a dozen maybe more 15 each year to showcase in the inner and so that we can meet and greet them and um, and quiz them and ask them more about their journey and yeah get to know them on a more personal basis but it's been beautiful to be with you all again. I just love this Facebook Live, loving this Facebook Live and hearing all your messages. Thanks, Michelle. Good to see you again. Michelle used to be part of our Inner Sanctum group, still can be. I think she's on the email list. And Dolly, I really look forward to chatting with you and Preston soon. Dolly's got an amazing story. Amazing. Actually, I remember when I had Preston on the show, I think Preston came in as our guest teacher into the Inner Sanctum too. He was sharing his experiences with you. And I'm like, I want to talk to this. I want to talk to Dolly. And he said, no, Dolly's pretty shy. She's not going to, she's not going to talk to anyone. She's just going to talk to me. But now you're getting out there, Dolly, because I've seen you on a few shows. So that's so great. It takes a lot of courage to share our extraordinary experiences. It really does, as the people were saying today. So I honor all of you uh, for getting out there and speaking, speaking your truth, being, being you, being you, be you. Everybody else is taken. And remember, if you um, if you want to hear more about uh, you know who we are as infinite beings, the book Awakened by Death is sh is sharing people's awakening journeys with the death experience. So mine was with the death experience. Mum died when I was like sixteen. I watched her get really sick and die, and I'm like, why do you get sick and where do you go when you die? So those questions sparked my spiritual journey and started. And she used to come to me in dreams all the time telling me she wasn't dead I'm not dead you know I'm not dead and I had so many friends that had died um, my best friend from school Nikki she was born with thalidomide I don't know if you remember thalidomide was a drug they gave in the 60s to pregnant women for morning sickness and all these babies were born really deformed well one of them was my best friend Nikki and funnily enough her mother and my mother were best friends and her mother had said to my mother I've got these great pills for morning sickness because they were pregnant at a similar to you know at the same time and um, do you want them? You know, they really help with morning sickness. And mum said, no, nah, I don't take, no, nah, I don't need that stuff. And so had she not made that decision, I would have been born, you know, with the effects of the thalidomide. So it's interesting. But she came to me, she died at 40. She came to me and said, you know, I'm not dead. All my dead friends came to tell me we didn't die. And so that's a lot of the messages I put out on the shows and in the book, Return to Love is about that. And also Awakened by Death is other people's experiences with death, either the death of a loved one or their own NDE. So it's a great read. Love you all big time. Let me just see what you're saying. Love it. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Thanks again for tuning in. Big love to you all. See you all on the next time round. Who we've got, I think, this weekend. No, next week. Big love. Bye for now.